the Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie or in branch at Holly Hill and Toker. Hi, I'm Eamon Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. I'm joined this morning by Dennis Hurley and Barry O'Manny to look back on another cracking weekend of Cork Club football. They're coming thick and fast. We have no complaints with the quality of action that's been served up, uh, the entertainment, the drama. Uh, we'll start off with a few talking points for, for the weekend. Um, Barry, I suppose we'll have to start with you and the Battle of Coachford. It, it sickens you, I know. Um, Ballincollig-Aerog, it did serve up a very, very good game. As good a game as you would have expected. Obviously, Ballincollig won narrowly in the end. Very, very tight game. Um, was it a fair result? They got the early goals, I suppose. It was, I suppose, in the end, yeah. They were just a little bit slicker than Danny Og. I suppose they got the two goals in the in the first half from, from Liam O'Connell and Dow O'Mahony and... Um, you know, that, that proved crucial in the end. Um, you know, Liam, Liam O'Connell, the mystery man who didn't quite make it to, to Australia yet. Yeah. A, a, a strange backdrop to that. Obviously, he is heading away to Australia, but, but he's not going away. But his, his goal was huge. Um, and and Daryl Manny, who's another, you know, the young players. Uh, that was probably the Aero Groves chasing the game, it sounded like. Yeah, like Bannon got a fast start. And, um, you know, it, it proved crucial. I suppose Aero got playing catch up then after that. And they, they improved in, in the second half. Um, and they brought it back to the two points going to injury time and they had one or two late attacks but uh Bannon College stood strong and, and you know they held out for, for a two point win and yeah the celebrations after after the game said it on, you know, they were, they were delighted to to get over the line and and as you said, Airog w- w- won the game five years ago, the equ- or six years ago now, the equivalent game in Harling, yeah, which, yeah. which was a county semi-final, was slightly more high, high profile in that regard. But this game drew a huge crowd to coach for a good atmosphere. Great atmosphere, yeah, and a massive crowd, like massive. like I, um, I, do, I thought there was a big crowd at the, at the, the, at the Harling semi-final six years ago, but... Uh, on Sunday, yeah, there was a massive crowd. Um, probably the biggest crowd I'd say ever in Coachford. It's uh, a great venue for the yeah. game, isn't it? Coachford, the way the bank looking over and there's great parking there, and you yeah. know, and 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 the Avola crew who look after it, you know, they're they're used to staging big games. Yeah, and and the weather h- held off thankfully, like I don't burn an XV on the sideline, but uh, thankfully I didn't have to use it. So, um, no, it was it was it was an interesting game. I wouldn't say it was a, a classic. It was never going to be a classic, I suppose. No, um, it was too, the stakes were too high, weren't they? But it was it was very entertaining and. Yeah, so look, Bannacolli just about uh, d- deserved to win. Like they were just that little bit slicker, as I as I just said there. Um, they had, um, I suppose, a more balanced team. Um, like Harry Horn was 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 outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Uh, Keen Dog and kicked some great frees, and he had a few points in play. And you know, Darrell man, he was I- influential. Um, Liam O'Connor took his goal well, and yeah, it was a, a good team performance in Bannacolli, and you know they'd be pleased just to do wonder. The Battle of Coachford. Yeah, and 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 Keen Dorgan, I think we were chatting it up there before we came on. The earnings won ten from play across the three games, which includes a, a, a Nemo game where Ballincoy didn't really perform in, and he got three points of play there. So he's been super consistent. He's hurling well too. But Harry Horn's an interesting one because he's under twenty this year, coming out of the grade now. He missed out under twenty because he got an injury for the UCC Freshers. But very highly rated. He's been kind of a slightly late developer. He wouldn't have been a superstar when he was fourteen or fifteen down around Ballincollig. Always a very good, solid, dual young fellow. But he's come well. He might be a guy that that will be on the radar, maybe around the McGrath Cup or something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know John Cleary will be well tuned in. His daughter's playing with Airog to th- that whole game yesterday, so he, he could could feature on the radar. I, I would say so. Like I would be very surprised, you know, if he's not on the 
the training panel, um, you know, for the McGrath Cup games and, and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, he should he should he should definitely be be on the on the training panel. Like he's been very impressive. Like with Bannon Collick, he was he was he was <laughs> excellent on, on on Sunday. Like he didn't score, but he was so influential. Um, and he, he played well he against Carrigaline too, hadn't he? He played well against Carrigaline, but he was so he was so key. Like he he played a part. I see in a lot of Bannon Collick scores and. Um, yeah, he played very well. So, uh, and Colm O'Callaghan, uh, speaking of Cork players, was Colm O'Callaghan, you know, he got a big goal for Airog towards the end, you know, tried to drag him back into it. Chris Kelly made a few good saves there. There are two Cork players of the modern era. Yeah, Colm was, I suppose, quite enough by his high standards, but he got 1 1 in the second half and, you know, brought Airog back into the game. And um, Chris Kelly played very well. He had an Airog goalkeeper. He made a few very good saves. Um, and he kicked a 45 as well, which was important. And uh, yeah, Chris played very well. And uh, yeah, it was just disappointing that he, he was on the, the losing side. And a tough one for him in that, you know, the hurling and football, they're both over though. You know, they're particularly unlucky in the hurling anyway, having having won two matches. And you're neither in the relegation playoff nor in the in, in the knock-up stages. So no, there is a, a Premier 2 minor county final coming up um, in football next next Monday night. And there's some, I know some good players in that team, you know, Dar- Dara Clifford and Shawnee Murphy and Shawnee Early and... Johnny and Galvin, Johnny Galvin yeah. you know, who the massive mm-hmm. game in the semi-final, all players I'd be very familiar with uh, through my own young fellas. But um, so I suppose you know there's plenty there to build on. Like they're, they're established now as a premier senior club. Airog two, they're up there three years. They've been competitive. They got to one quarter final. Unlucky not to make it out of the groups. Yeah, look, well, well, it's very disappointing to lose the Ballon colleague. Um, like they have made uh, you know a few big steps forward this year. Like they were battling relegation last year. They only beat Newcastle in, in the relegation final to stay up. Like and. Um, you know, they did quite a good league campaign, you know, finishing mid-table in Division 1. And, um, like, they beat Carrigline in the first group stage game in the championship this year. And, you know, unlucky, I suppose, in, you know, one sense, maybe just lose to Nemo Rangers in, in the second group game. And give and give and a, a better game than Carrigline or Banning Yeah, game. and look, the Banning game was always going to be a toss of a coin. And, unfortunately, they were on the losing side. But, um, yeah, look, they'll be hof- uh, hopefully, um, hopefully they can kick on next year. Yeah. And, Dennis, you were at a game where, even though... Side weren't on the losing side. Side they they ended up exiting, with Skib. Yeah, it was it was funny. I was in Bandon for the double header. So in the first match, Skib won and didn't qualify. And in the second match, then Clonakilty lost to Castlehaven, but still got through because of Valley Rovers beating Cabby Rangers in the other match. Skib, they'll be disappointed. Obviously, you know they they scored um three ten. And you know they they were on top for most of the game, but they just couldn't kind of build up that score that you need when when scoring difference is is um is like you come into come into play they they were kind of waiting to see what happened with the the duello derby between Knocknagree and and Kenturk and Knocknagree came out on top in that but by such a margin that Kenturk's hopes uh, you know weren't fully extinguished and Skib were just the unfortunate ones looking out in fairness now Skib manager Gino Donovan he's a he's always a gent to deal with and he he was disappointed naturally, but he had no complaints about the format or or the way that you know his team ended up in, in third place. He reckons that it's it's something that really sent the Cork football the way that things are now. That the fact that it's cutthroat because I've seen a few people give matters, up. Yeah, it's nearly too competitive. Yeah, way. and every point matters. And you look at Mello who went in yesterday against St Michael's, knowing that a draw would get them into the quarterfinals, and instead now they must prepare after a one point loss. They must prepare for a relegation playoff against uh, Carrigaline. Which would be a tough game, like. Yeah, and Mallow, when they look back at their three games, they'll obviously pinpoint the heavy defeat to St. Finbar's as the one that has plunged them into the relegation. And it just shows that every single kick is vital. 
Um, and yeah, so like Mallow's, Mallow's first home game where they got hocking, I think they had four or five players around America at the time, as, as far as I remember. And they, they paid a heavy price for that. It'll definitely yeah. be in the back of clubs' minds next year, saying, look, you know, even if you keep a game tight in the first round, even if you're not going to win it, yeah. just make sure you don't get pulverized in it. Like yeah, and then like we were saying a couple of weeks ago, with the slight change in the rule to scoring difference, a game might matter and a mightn't, which just gives an extra layer of delicacy to the whole thing. But it w- there was huge excitement yesterday. Um, the game in Bandon, the the Clon and Castlehaven game, was the one being commentated on on Rebels Online and. You know, you had scores coming in from elsewhere and the picture was constantly changing. Patrick Mulcahy was on commentary duty. He actually thought that Michaels had qualified and then it turned out that Douglas had got the late goal and then it was a dead heat in terms of points, scoring difference, point, total points scored and now we're left with the unprecedented situation of a playoff next uh, next Friday week to see who faces Duhello. So... You know, basically, Douglas or Michaels, you know, th- they couldn't be separated on scores total. Yeah. The scoring difference was the same. They were minus seven. They had exactly the same points scored and points conceded. And then there was a bit of confusion as to whether the match between the sides would come into play where Douglas won by a point. But when it's more than two teams level, the head-to-head is... Um, it's gone out the window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the head-to-head only counts when it's just two teams level on points. And it's funny because, uh, Barry, we were only speaking a few weeks ago, how St. Michael's were, you know, had played some good football, were lucky, possibly heading into a relegation playoff, and now they have a reprieve whereby they could beat a Douglas team that already defeated them, and they've been to a, a Premier Senior quarterfinal, and a winnable one, and that's no disrespect to Duhalo, obviously any team who comes out of the division section is going to be solid and having played a few matches, but at the same time, like if you had to play, you know, Nemo or Castlehaven in a county mm-hmm. quarterfinal, or if you get to play Duhalo, even though Duhalla have been in finals in the last few years, they're you know they're not as strong as those those two clubs. It's amazing, yeah. But like, I'm not surprised to be honest because like they've been very unlucky in the f- in the first two games, and you know they were just on the wrong end of you know <laughs> the games really. I suppose um, like they lost to Douglas and and, and then the Bows. I suppose they ran out of steam. I suppose against the Bows in the last 15, 20 minutes. But like they've been um, hampered by injuries really as well, and um, that that was a huge win. On on, on Sunday against against Mallow, like and um, just amazing, like An le- extra level excitement anyway <laughs> to the whole thing, doesn't it's it? It's unbelievable, like leveling all metrics, like and uh, a playoff now to decide who plays Duhallo, and uh, you know as you just said there, whoever whoever comes through that game between Douglas um, and Saint Michael's, you know, will we'll fancy. Oh, yeah. Duhallo will be delighted too again. They'll have avoided you know drawing you know Bears Nemo. Obviously, Bears secured a, a top spot. I was impressed with the fact that lads that the Bears managed top seed with. You know, using a host of players, they're actually in the Premier Junior semi-final in the fifth tier, which is a great achievement. They got the top seed in that. Because top seed in Premier Senior, a bit like Middleton managed in the hurling with, with their two teams, and they didn't have Stephen Sherlock, who mm. we'll say is the best best club forward in Cork over the last four or five years. And then they were able to bring Killian Myers Murray off the bench. He'd been injured, and he ended up their top scorer. And Owen McGreevy had been injured as well. They got have a lot of good players there, Dennis. So absolutely, yeah, they're they're bubbling nicely. Um, and now for a dual club. Getting the semi-final spot is, is extra important, I think, in that it just gives it an extra bit of breathing space. A bit of wiggle room in the fixtures, yeah, potentially, as well, isn't it? You know, just a chance to kind of to, to, to plan your training for the, the, the three or four-week window that, that you're given, rather than kind of saying, we must see how the hurdles go on their quarter-final, see who comes back injured, then we must play a quarter-final, then maybe there'll be another hurling semi-final. You know, it just allows a bit more... Takes a bit, a bit of the chaos out of it. Anyway. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 
And of course, it'll be a potential barrier, potential Castlehaven bars repeat if Castlehaven beat Ballincollig in the quarterfinal, which I suppose they'll be favourites. I have, you know, they, they'll be in top three teams, so they do have to be favourites against Ballincollig. Obviously, I'll be hoping there'll, there'll be an upset there, and Ballincollig have a good record against the Haven over the years. I've, I've beaten them on a number of occasions. You could have another Haven bars game. They've been brilliant matches over the last few years. No one will complain about that. Oh, they've been classics. Haven't penalty they? shootouts yeah. and um, especially the, the game during uh, COVID, there, uh, the penalty shootout. But yeah, they've been classic games. But look, you know. Ban and colleague, you know, they'll be on a high now after after beating Aog. So um now I know they have a few injuries, but look, I suppose, you know, when when the ball is thrown in 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 a skiing um Sunday week, look, Ban and Colleague will, you know, they won't fear Cast David, I suppose, you know, they'd have a right cut off them and especially with the with the players they've up front and you know, Ban and Colleague and Keen Dog and Dower Mary, um uh, Liam O'Connell, um and Darren Murphy off the bench. Yeah. Rob Noonan as well, he played yesterday and he played very well. Um played a yeah, great servant yeah. over the years for Ballincollig. Yeah, season in, season out, he is not a high-profile player at all. They're, they're those kind of club players that keep the whole thing ticking along. Yeah. Though. You know, they're there for the league matches. They don't grab the headlines in your championship games. They'll play whatever yeah. position they're asked and, and do a job. Yeah, like Rob has kind of gone under the way now. Like, you know, I, I mentioned him in, in, you know, in my report um, after the game on Sunday. And uh, yeah, he played very well. Unselfish player, isn't Unselfish he? player, yeah. Like, you know, um, so he'll be a key player against Castlehaven. But look, Castlehaven will be favourites, uh, rightly so, but... I'd give Ben a chance in, in that game, yeah. And Dennis, in the, in the se- senior A grade below it, obviously you were covering the match in both of the te- you know, the, the teams are, <laughs> are out now of contention, but there, there's some serious outfits there, and they're like, Dohany's secured top seed, they're motoring very nicely. And that, yeah. That, that, and That's an interesting competition, that senior A. It is. Uh, like th- the fact that there's a team like Skip who got to the semi-final last year and gave Michaels a game for three courses of the match, the fact that they're out shows the, 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 yeah. the spread of quality. Can Torque were able to come up from Premier Intermediate last year and get get a knockout spot? You know, we know we know kind of the the level of, of competitor that, that that exists there. Um, and you know, it's like we said before with regard to the hurling, it, it's wide open now. You look at the the six teams that are left, and you could feasibly make a make a case for any of them. Like you say, Donnie's would be happy. They took him a while to kind of to get free of Island Rovers, who obviously coming into the game looking to avoid a relegation playoff like whatever happened Donnies were finishing top of that group and Ireland bottom Ireland were looking to avoid the relegation Donnies were looking to to get enough points to, to make the um, the top two to make the semi-final and that's what transpired eventually but they had to work for it you know it's like we said there's no nothing easy um, and you and, know, and that game produced four goals, Dennis. There was a, a, a noticeable increase in the scoring levels this weekend. I know, Barry, you said the weather was better. I suppose it was, even though the pressure was at its highest, it probably was a case of teams throwing the shackles off a bit and going for it a bit more, I'd imagine, yeah, was it? Yeah, and it Lots of games with three or four goals, that, you know. And even even Castlehaven and Clan, there was only two goals, but it was still 116 to 114. Very good scoring for what was effectively a knockout game because both teams would have gone to Bandon expecting Carby Rangers to have beaten Valley Rovers on farm you would have and had then to. that would have just made it a straight knockout match as it transpired Valleys looking to avoid the relegation playoff and managing to do so they did enough against Ross that Ross were knocked out having gone in in a very good position Sunday morning and Clan survived but they didn't know that that would be enough so they were still going for it full pelt up to the end looking to get a, a game winning goal like you said about the Haven, maybe moving forward to face the Bears, they'll they'll be happy with how they're going because they've obviously had Brian and Michael Hurley leading the attack for so long. Jack Caranga four points from play yesterday. They have they'll be hoping to have Colin Maguire come back into it for for the Bannon game. 
um, Sean Brown a wing forward you know he, he kicked a couple of early wides and a fella's head might drop then but then he kept going and then he, he kicked a fine point after that you know um, they have Mark Collins playing the new role wing back kind of slash quarterback I suppose um, and when his team sits <coughs> off Mark Collins is well suited to that and he was yeah, the top player and, and Conor Callan then in midfield you know they're um, they're, they're, they're well set they like, like James McCarthy said when they didn't hit the heights in the first couple of games, maybe teams were kind of thinking they'd come to the end, but I think they're, they were planning with a, a wide-angle lens for this thing, and, and they'll be happy with how they're, how they're fixed looking ahead. And Jack Cattle and Barry be a guy who might go back, come back on the Cork radar again next year, would you think? You know, he featured in 2022, and then obviously this year he, he's just been doing club stuff. He, he definitely has the, you know, there's something about him. He's a buzzes around the pitch. He kicks nice points. He links the play and stuff. He could come back in the mix, maybe. Well, personally, I'd, I'd like to see him involved, yeah. Like, he's a jinky kind of player. Creative, you know, like, isn't creative, he? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd like to see him um, involved, you know, but, you know, whether he's any plans or whatever, I'm, uh, I'm you know, I'm joining I up. I suppose we, we wait and see, but <laughs> Kevin Walsh is back as Cork coach next year. You broke that yeah. story there in um, Tuesday's Echo. That's a good move anyway. I suppose we were expecting that he would, be, you know, return, having been so successful this year. But it's great for Cork that he's, He's had his first 12 months under the belt now and obviously there's going to be a lot of expectation, hope and expectation for John Cleary's side next year. Yeah, absolutely. Look, yeah, there is, there is pressure, I suppose, on the, on the footballers now next year, I suppose, to uh, to gain promotion from Division 2 and, you know, have a crack off the Munster Championship, see if we can get to a Munster final and, you know, um, take on Kerry and, then, you know, can we kick on the All-Ireland Series after reaching the... Uh, the qualifiers in the last two years, so yeah, it's great news that that uh, Kevin um, Kevin Walsh is, is staying on. Uh, obviously, yeah, as was you know John Kerry expected um, him to stay on, but look, you just never know until he kind of gives a thumbs up, like so. Um, that arrived last week. So consistency yeah. will be huge for Cork. I mean, we were mentioning you know the likes of Jack Allen and Harry Aaron being in the mix, but it'll Cork will be building off the same platform they've had this year, won't they? They'll be the same core of a team there, you know, eleven or twelve of the same starters. I've no doubt, and they'll train. Yeah, you know, and, and like Kevin would have learned a lot, you know this year like and um, that he can bring into next year like and it, w- it was always going to take time like you know but Cork are definitely definitely on the right road and there's positive signs there so um, yeah looking forward to, to covering them uh, next season and we've well mentioned sorry Dennis Jack Cadence four points yesterday came in front of the perfect audience anyway because his uncle John Cleary was there I presume more so in his in his uh, position as Cork manager and trying to appear neutral. Keep, keep his Castlehaven hat off. Deep rooted uh, Castlehaven fan, yeah. And we've mentioned a couple of lads there. You know, potential player the player of the week candidates. Uh, was it was there anyone else jumped out? Oh, well as star performers over the weekend. Oh, I'd be giving my vote to Blake Murphy of Saint Vincent's anyway. He scored three six out of four eight as they beat Glenmoyer to to make the the scene the. Sorry, the the, prim- the intermediate quarterfinals. Intermediate yeah. quarterfinals, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just getting mixed up with, with all the grades, yeah. Um, they they were going to that game. It, it was it was effectively a knockout game. Had to win. Yeah, and three three six uh, three two coming from play. So uh, and I think it was a nine minute burst. Uh, Rory Noonan was on duty first covering that game, and I think it was nine minutes he got yeah. the hat trick in. So and Blake's a very talented guy. He was on the twenty nineteen under twenty All Ireland winning team yeah. that Keith Rickon was managing. So he's, he's a really explosive kind of player, like, and he just you know if there's a goal chance on. He's going to take it. Yeah. And um, he's featured for the Cork Seniors under John Cleary. I'd love to see him yeah, back in the mix and exactly, not yeah. judging it off intermediate A because I know that's a long way from, from Intercounty Senior. Yeah, but, he, but he is explosive and he's... And if you're standing up at that a grade and, swagger about and it. posting a score like that, you know, it shows that maybe you might be worth looking at, you know, the, there'll, there'll be the McGrath Cup at the start next year and who knows what'll happen. Like, people will remember 
uh, Jake's father, John Paul Murphy, you know, another guy to come up with. Um, he was with a big game player. Yeah, John exactly. Paul, yeah. That, that's it. Yeah, so Blake is, is in the same mould. Well, yeah, I'm going to give a uh, player of the week to a, a player that didn't score, um, and that's Harry Horn um, for Ballancolla. He was brilliant. He played a huge part in, in, in their win over Aorg. Um you know, but there was like there was a few other uh, impressive uh, performers over the over the weekend. Like Alan O'Leary got one two for Mill Street in their win over Kinsale, the crucial win that uh, qualified um, Mill Street into the, the qualifying of the knockout stages of the uh, Premier Junior. Um, you know, it's like there was there was a lot of impressive performers. A lot of big scoring like, tallies, know, wasn't there um, over the weekend? Chris Oak Jones, you were at that Chris derby o game. Chris, good Chris game. Oak Jones got one four five there against Never Barn. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give the the Howie on of Bannock can't, I'm not going to argue with that <laughs> one. That one anyway, definitely a casting vote. Yeah. I'll be going with that. Um, and and Dennis teams of the week. Team of the week, I go with St Michael's. Um, just because they were coming in after two defeats, they were playing a team that had beaten them in two county finals in recent years. Uh, team with a bit more experience, maybe exactly. Yeah, uh, Mallow beat them in the 2017 Premier Intermediate, um, which I think was the, the first county final in the New Park of Creve. and then they beat them in the, the Senior A in 2021. So there might have been that little bit of a mental block. They were going in thinking we have to get something to avoid relegation, uh, to be to be in the relegation playoff, and they produced when the need was was greatest. You know, just because it's been such a saga, Michael's getting up to the top grade. It would have been an awful shame if they had been caught up in, in the relegation. So for them to kind of come up with a display when they needed it, Simon Falvey and Adam, Adam Hennessy um, were the, the leading men on the scoreboard, and you know they're still alive. And they, wh whatever happens, they'll be Premier Senior again next year, but. They'll have the sights on, on Douglas. I'm going to give it to Glamworth. Uh, they had a huge win over over Drum Tower in the Intermediate Football Championship, uh, two twelve to ten points. Um, Drum Tower were already two to knockout stages, uh, but Glamworth had to win to avoid the relegation playoff. They had lost their two uh, group stage games, and like in Division Three of the league, they lost all nine games. Um, now I know they conceded a few games as well in, in those nine games, but like there was a huge a tough win. season anyway. Is the yeah. backdrop to that yeah, victory, like the first win of the year, and a massive one at that, like to, to avoid a relegation playoff, a massive win. Uh, Darrell O'Brien kicked one five uh, for them, uh, two frees, and uh, Dave Pine, who's been around the block a while. Oh, Dave Pine, his name um, always pops up regularly in reports yeah, for Harbour Rovers and the hurling as well. He, he landed one two, so a massive win for, for Glamour to avoid relegation playoff in the intermediate. And that's the big team. thing, you go down through the ranks, it's not just about the, you know, obviously we're all focusing on the likes of, you know, the Bears, Ballincollig, Castlehaven, and Nemo, all the top teams, but, you know, down in those lower grades, there's been terrific matches, loads of excitement. I know I, I, it was flagged up to me again that the uh, Bearer clubs won, won another treble this weekend, yeah, three out of yeah. three, so they're, they're true to the knockout stages. Uh, Castle and Bear got top seed mm. um, in intermediate. A and then you also have Adrigal and Earn qualifying in the Premier Junior, so yeah. it's great for football in that area. Well, Earn, I think, are really, um, really one of the clubs that have benefited from the creation of the Premier Junior grade because they were the only Junior A team left in Beira, and so they they'd be waiting all year to get to a county quarter final, and then have to produce on that one day. Whereas now, you know, they they're playing in the county league, and then they have the the group games they won two of those they beat St Nick's in Dunman by Friday night and they're into the quarterfinals now tough game against Mill Street but it can only bring them on yeah, yeah and no matter what they'll be after four championship games this year and obviously their league programme as well yeah. so it's just developing football there's importance in that too especially in Beira but, uh, just on that game last Friday the Premier Junior uh, football championship game between Mill Street and Kinsale like Mill Street looked home and hose with 15 minutes to go to up 7 points and then Quintinji time to his level 
and like if Kinsale had won by a point, they'd have they'd have been through to the knockout stages. I know they're in relegation. I know they're in a relegation playoff oh. against um, Saint Michael's second team. Saint Michael's, Michael's second team, and uh, Ministry got two late points uh, to win one sixteen to to two eleven. Like so, massive win for Ministry. And like it was a half six on a Friday, and and like there was a there was a fine crowd <laughs> there uh, last Friday evening, and including John Cleary. So. That's dedication yeah, behind yeah. it, but it shows. I, I know there has been criticism, and I've seen it certainly on social media. And I understand where people are coming from about how tight and how competitive and how intense at times these rounds and group stages are. But like when you have a situation like that where you can go from qualifying to relegation, that's the high stakes, and I think that's why the crowds are there. Yeah, it was good weather for the last week. Yeah, We're all lo- loving to be still in our shorts and sunning ourselves. But people will go if there's drama. So I think if you dilute that, why would you go to watch championship games that don't matter? Mm. Yeah, like you think a half six and a Friday, you know, lads are walking mid- like yeah. Midsweden can say, but they. Both teams brought a good, good, uh, good following. To that we game. saw the flip side of it in the inter-county championship in in the the All Ireland series this year when you had three qualifying from four, and it was probably the lowest crowd ever for a Cork Kerry championship match. Yeah, the apathy kicked in, didn't it? It was the middle game of the three, and it, it there wasn't as much riding on it. And I think when you just when when you just reduce the jeopardy a bit, the the interest drops. Yeah, and I suppose that's the thing about sport, isn't it? Like we all love the highs and, and, and the, the buzz off winning, and but it's it's the lows also that are a huge part of it. It's the fact you're dreading yeah. the feeling of your team getting knocked out or missing out and, and how upsetting and disappointing that is. But that, that's, what ma- that's what makes it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like to, to take an example from soccer, you look at the pictures of Bayern Munich celebrating winning the league title in 2001 with the last minute goal when they hadn't won in a couple of years compared to winning it every year and it's just great like here's another one it's a bit like Bally Gunners Taylor Road down in Waterford yeah, it's hardly yeah, too yeah. appealing you like. need the element of, of danger and the possibility of losing um, is, what, is what keeps people interested definitely and spinning ahead to this weekend lads there's certainly plenty of danger and excitement anyway coming because we're, we're true to the knockout stages of the hurling yeah it's just um, glancing through the fixture list there Dennis there are so many good games on yeah, well, I'll, I'll, be just, I'll, just, I'll be just pinch, pitching my tent in Park Creeve because five matches over the y- You've been sent to Park Creeve by John McHill for the, for the whole weekend. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm more than happy to go there. Blarney Klein, um in the, the Senior A quarterfinal Friday night. And then uh, Newstone Killa in the, the Senior A Saturday, followed by Charleville in the Bars. Two, two great games. Then Sunday, Sunday evening. Stars and Black Rock, which the game of the weekend really, I suppose, isn't it? Is, it's the cliche yeah, would have made a great final yeah. game, and then followed by Immaculate Douglas. Um, you know, so it's it's it's. it's I, l- I like to look at that Immaculate Douglas game because again, it's a bit like I was mentioning with with Duhallow and the football. Immaculate aren't as strong as they were before. For Douglas, they're probably going look. That's a very winnable game, and, and also Immaculate are going great. We don't have to play Sars or the Parks yeah, or whatever. Well you know, they'd both be looking at it saying it's very winnable. Um, a great chance of making making a semi final, and you know th- these are the games fellas want to be playing in. These are the games people want to see. Like we say, hopefully the weather holds up for for another week just to allow for greater spectacles. That's out of our control, but you know it, it, the whole thing is brimming with possibility. So really looking forward to it now. And and Barry, there there are some cracking games on the horizon, aren't they? even in the lower grades. There is a geez, there's a couple of couple of belters. You know, they're like. Calling all these games, it's very, it's very hard. I wouldn't, you know. I should. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any big be- betting service sponsoring us or anything. But if you were trying to pick your few bets, it's not, it's not easy, sure, it's not. Yeah, like I, I'm, um, 
like I'm covering the two relegation um, finals, um, or two relegation finals this weekend, uh, Glen Rovers and Kentuck and Fumoy on, on Saturday 6 o'clock and, and then on Sunday in Blowney at 2, Mallow and Inoskawa. But um, at the same time on Sunday in Blowney, a little band in the flank, Cowglyne, Fumoy and Jamila Hurling Championship final and uh, relegation final and like Cowglyne, I did did a great league like gaining promotion. relegation final in both. <laughs> and relegation in, in both, I did. They got promoted over the, the Hurling and Old football and Odin to relegation finals. Yeah, just show it's just show relegation like. finals as well. You know, it, it it's it's tough on teams when 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 you're like that. But if you win one, it might give you the bounce to win the other. You just don't know. God, you could see it actually. Yeah, you could see it. Yeah, a, 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 a double dilemma there because the momentum will be huge in those. And look, that Glen Cantor game. Oh. Like everyone's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. It's it's probably I know I said the stars against Black Rocks probably the game of the weekend as if the Glen went down from Premier Senior. Oh, like I, I can't wait for it. I can really can't. Um, but you know you, you have to give Kentucky a very right good chance of. You That's know, 50-50 you know, here, it's fifty-fifty. Really. A lot of pressure, as I said in the podcast last week. Like Glen Rovers have been in count plenty of county finals, but like when you're in relegation playoff final, it's totally different pressure, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah, fifty-fifty game. Yeah, should be should be a crack one for mine. Yeah, and li- like you said about the games being even and hard to call. If there was easy games to call at this stage of the championship, it would show up a flaw. Yeah. yeah, so this this shows that the whole thing is working. And what I would say is that if you do get relegated, you're going down into a grade. You have a chance of winning. So teams, and I I, I don't think they do look at it as being terminal anymore. But y- you just have to look at relegation as just a bump in the road and a chance to regroup. You know. Obviously, there's there's pride and stuff in in holding on to a status, but sometimes it can just be the the bit of um, impetus to, to to reset and and get going again. And I suppose the only time that that relegation becomes an issue is we'll say Napierchik are in the football relegation now this year, and they have dropped through the grades over the last few years. But generally, in in Napierchik, their underage in football isn't particularly strong. Now the exception to that was Barry. You were covering it last mm-hmm. month, right? That brilliant under fifteen. County final, I went into it. Unfortunately, Ballangani lost. They were going for three in a row. I was disappointed in that, but I thought it was an excellent game. Mm. There was loads of good football. Luke Hurley was exceptional. No, yeah. he's a brilliant soccer player too, so I don't know, will he be playing Jay for Napierstick down the road? I know he ended up togging out a few days later for the Nortman, the, the AG, in a challenge match in a warm-up for the Hearty Cup against Gloucester Cullum. He's only 15 years of age, so this guy's a multi-talented sports star. Um, plays a bit of everything, but he's very highly rated with Cork City and uh, on the Ireland radar and things in terms of soccer, but he, he gave a fantastic display. But in general, for the Piercing, they don't have a thriving underage football scene, whatever with the hurling. So it does make it hard. But for the rest of the clubs, you know, whether Cargillane or Mallow go down in either of those grades, they, they'll be one of the leading contenders in whichever grade they drop into. You would imagine so. And if a team goes down and down and down, it's probably a sign that they were just hanging on and greater corrective action is needed. And that mightn't be a bad thing in a club then either, you know. It's um, I suppose no one has a right to be sitting in any grade. Yeah, it's uh, sometime down the line. It doesn't look like no that Nemore, one of those clubs. I mean, sure the Bears look suffered it in football. Now they're back stronger than ever. The, the Bears were relegated in two thousand and seven from senior football after it, it, they were they were streamlining the grades. So there was a four team, a four team round robin with uh, Carver Rangers, Douglas, the Bears, and Vincent's. Bears and Vincent's both went down, and they played each other in the Premier League final the following year. Bears won that after replay and they got to the next two senior finals, you know, which is perfect example of how how it can be um worked to your advantage. And in that fourteen playoff you like you the Bears and Cabri Rangers, both of them have won senior counties in the fifteen years since so Cabri Rangers ended up getting to the next five semi finals, I think uh, um sorry, maybe after oh eight, I think oh nine onwards. And Vincent's made it up again then I 
um, it took them a little bit longer, I think it was 2012, but it just shows that it, it need not be a, a hammer blow. And Barry, would you have any kind of, you know, top outside of the the Glen against uh, Cantor, is there any other games jump out maybe in the this Premier Intermediate quarterfinals, lads? There's a few, you know, there's a few other grades there. Are there any kind of games to watch there? They, they look for, like, both of those Premier Intermediate quarterfinals, I suppose I have the vested interest because mm. I'm interested to see how it'll pan out from Bannon yeah. Colleague's perspective if they're in the semi-final, but they're tight enough games to call, like say Castle Lanes are favourites against Valley Martel, but Valley Rovers are playing Kilworth, and you know that that, that should Puck be a ball yeah, that, should, that should be a really uh, interesting game. And I suppose you know from from Kilworth's point of view, I suppose you know they wouldn't have been fancied, you know, in, in the opening. We club. definitely weren't fancied. Okay. You know, we certainly yeah. didn't see them coming through. Um, through and, and, and it, w- it was such a tough group. Yeah, yeah. It, w- it was hard to kind of you know you're looking at Watergrass Hill, who were unbeaten last year, and then Balnasken and Castle Martel as well. So the fact they've come through that group. They'd yeah. be full mm. of confidence, I think. And Valleys, you know, looked to be heading out and then pulled out of the fire. Um, so, you know, both teams will kind of look to take the energy from, from the group stages. And like, like you say, I couldn't see much between that. Castle Lions, probably favourites against Ballymartle. But, you know, it's... um You have to perform on the day. You know, And Ballymartle still have the likes of Darren McCarthy, Brian Curry and other in their 30s now. But former Cork players unbelievable servants to that club who've yeah. had, had a magnificent 15 year stretch there being involved in loads of county finals they're only just down from senior A they kind of slipped in we didn't mention them a whole lot uh, in, in the yeah, first yeah. rounds of the podcast or, or because they weren't kind of you know on anyone's radar as potential winners but wouldn't shock me if they beat Castle Lanes while accepting Castle Lanes would be favourites yeah, yeah. set up a game with Castle Martin. that's it you know when you've guys who played senior like that's, that's very valuable experience to, to be bringing and um, like, like you say coming in under the radar once the group stages are over, it doesn't matter how you got on, really, and uh, you're you're just pure championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the Premier Junior Hurling Championship, um, you know this weekend, like Meaden, you know they've made uh, great strides this season. Um, they're playing Evans Own second team in the quarter final. Um, like Evans Own won the the Junior Hurling uh, County last year, so that should be a good game. Um, and in another huge relegation playoff final uh, this weekend in the Intermediate Hurling Championship, Douglas second team are playing Eall. Um, so Eall like another you know, team who've dropped down through the, through the ranks. So, but yeah. they can get a bounce if they get that win, and they'll be favourites though. Don't yeah. that game? Yeah, playing so Douglas yeah. second team. Bill Cooper's back back in action for Mckinley and Eall. So. Yeah, they y'all won't want to suffer a second consecutive uh, relegation after losing to Og in the in the Premier Intermediate hurling relegation. No, and I suppose for y'all that they have they have a, d- a decent underage. They won the under fifteen Premier Two last year, and they've they've played Premier One minor this year. It will take time, but there there are some good players. I know Jamie Lenan is a is a fine forward there. I've seen him play a bit. James Coyne, a good strong player. They're guys I've seen seen play a few times underage, and I would think if they could hold their status there now, get the bounce off that, and just start bringing through some of those young players. And yeah, absolutely, yeah, and it, it, it makes it a massive game yeah. for them, though, doesn't it? Because yeah. if you drop another level and yeah. lose to Douglas's second team, yeah, they look. They'll be just hoping to get over the line and try and kick on and next year. Yeah. So that's it for our preview of the hurling we- weekend. I'm going to be joined here now by Rory Noonan, and we're going to have a look ahead to the Rebel Logue. Premier Minor Football Championship Finals. Rory, there's a couple of great games on the horizon in Parky Ring next Monday night. They've always delivered over the last few years. Absolutely, and I think um, the, the Miners on Monday concept that was started by the late Jim Forbes seems to have worked out very well for Rebel Logan. So we're expecting a huge crowd on Monday night. Um, Premier One final, we'll see old rivals Bars against Douglas, who've met a few times in this final over the years. Bars have a good record against Douglas in it. And then before that, then 
Um, I'd have to hold my hand up here and say I got it wrong last week. I fancied Glamour and Dunamore. Well, Airog and Bandon came through, so I got that one 100% wrong last you know, week. Listen to this Joe yeah, Brady, you know, Glamour. So, so I have to hold my hand up and say I got it wrong. So fair play to Airog and, and uh, Bandon. They both played very, very well in the semi-finals and full credit to them. They fully deserved to be to be there on the night. So it's going to be two great games, like, you know. And they were two very good semi-finals last Friday night, the Premier 2. There was a good standard in the Murray, close enough to Premier 1 level. Uh, jo- Johnny Galvin was the guy who jumped out. Obviously, but he got five points and played. He was a Cork minor hurler this year, but I would imagine would have been a minor footballer if he went down that path instead. Absolutely, you you, you mentioned him there earlier in the, in, the, in the podcast as well, like you know. But I think uh, Clifford in midfield too was very very good for who for was a Cork minor footballer. Was a yeah. Cork minor footballer, and I mean anyone who was up there on the night, if they saw him twice, he went up one handed and caught the ball well up in the air. Like so, to do that is you know that's a skill in itself to be able to do that. And he did it twice in the game to be fair to him, like you know, fabulous athlete. Apply, and he just drove them on from midfield against a fancy Glamour team who had won the did the previous week so you know they would have been fancied on the night and they just had no answer there all simple as like you know he drove them on and young Hurley in the corner as well who you know as well and um, you know yeah. well he played very well as well to be fair to him like so they were fully deserving and David Welton got two important goals for Bandon the first in the first minute like their first attack of the game which set them up and then after that Dunhamore were chasing the game fair play to Dunhamore they got it back level in the second half but Welton kicked on another goal and bang they're, they're now in the final at half six on Monday night and in that game, would Aero be slight favourites, or is it's very difficult to it's tell? It's I suppose in these grades, yeah, it's, it's it's almost impossible to call. But I think, yeah, be slight fancy for for Aero, maybe because of the likes of Galvin, Clifford, and and Hurley in the corner, they just seem to maybe have that little bit more than Bandon. But I, I probably could be back here a week's time saying you got it wrong again, Ror. And so they were, I know Aero lost the Premier Two final a couple of years ago to Bishopstown, but besides. Derek Clifford and Johnny Crowley would have been under 15 at the time would have, would have featured in that but generally it's was their new teams aren't they when you're yeah, two year gap yeah, so yeah, yeah, you know. it, it doesn't really pl- apply Douglas Bars they've been probably the two leading teams in minor football for the last decade on and off Douglas are champions beat Bars in the group that was a particularly strong group where all four, four clubs yeah. were, were, were very talented and it, you know, any of them probably could have got to the county final but the big blow for Douglas is that Sean Coakley has picked up an injury yeah. and he's out. He was a Cork minor this year and has been the leading scorer from playing in that championship for them. Potentially, is the difference between winning and losing that match for Douglas Sean Coakley, to be honest with you. I mean, he laid on in the match. He went down on his knee. It looks like it's a cruciate. That's, that's yet to be confirmed, but it looks like it's a cruciate, so he's going to be out probably for the bones of a year if he is out. Um, so he is a huge loss to Douglas. He would have been the main threat and probably... The bars would be the player. The bars would have feared the most going into that match because he is capable of turning a match with, you know, off his left and right. He can kick both ways, so he's a difficult player to to mark. So he is a huge loss for Douglas. But others now just have to step up for them, and and they can't use it as an excuse. You know, it, they know well in advance, so they've got to they've got to get their act together now and on the night. And you've others like Mark Mark O'Brien there that you'll be expecting um, to step up for them. But I think the bars will be going in now. They'd have to be favourites. You have to put you have to put them down as favourites on that. Like you know, and for the for the bars that semi final, we were both expecting a very tight game at Mallow because Mallow had won their group unbeaten, yeah. and while the other group was clearly a stronger stronger group, like bars put seven goals past them. That, that was amazing. By Absolutely, that. and I mean they Some just scoring. they just literally blitzed them. There's no put no point in saying any other way. They blitzed them. And, you know, Keane Sullivan got three of those goals. We were mentioning hat-tricks for people there recently. I got hat-tricks. Keane got three of those goals, and he had a very, very good game at corner forward. He's going to take a bit of watching. Um, you know, Ricky, Ricky Barrett, who was playing centre-forward, again, impressed. But I think, you know, when you look when you look at the Bars, they're a very, very well-balanced team, to be fair to them. Uh, their, their centre-back um, was very, very... Uh, and Matthew, Matthew Horn was very good on the Cork night. Cork Minor this, year, this year. You know, I mean, he actually led that line, like, in fairness to him. Like, he was outstanding, like... 
and in the corner someone that probably they don't get mentioned too often <laughs> cornerbacks Owen Hurley just was didn't you know didn't put a foot wrong on like like so they're a very good team very balanced team same could be said of Douglas to be fair right it's going to be a good good game like you know but I think Bears slight favourites now purely because of the, the Sean Coakley factor and as you said that that double header in parkering it's been very attractive I suppose Monday night especially if you get a bit of good weather you're in September yeah. you get a lot of neutrals in watching those games I've been at a lot of them over the last few years in the hurling football I always enjoy them oh yeah exactly not always brilliant games you don't know what you're going to get on yeah. the night and especially when it's gone down to under 17 now but that is a potential for two, two, two good games oh I suppose absolutely yeah. for the Bears they lost the under 15 county final there two years ago to Ballancolleg unlucky on the day I think it was a wet day I was at the game they conceded a few early goals and, and they had squandered a few chances themselves so they'd probably say this is their chance for vindication now. Oh and yeah, be a second minor title in three years. So I'd be right in yeah, that if they win exactly. it. Yeah, you know, and I mean, Dogs are the defending champions. They're, they're they're not going to give up their their, their title easily either. Like so, that's why I think some game. You go back a, a, f- a few years when Ian Ian McGuire was playing, and captained the Bears to a county final to county final win over over Douglas. I think Douglas and the Bears met four years in a row, going back even a bit further than that when you did like James Goggin and people like that playing for the Bears. Um, they lost three of the finals to the Bears after replays before they eventually won the fourth year in a row. So that was, a, you know, there was a big rivalry it's between the two. Intense rivalry, rivalry there. there. And not in a bad way, but it's just rivalry. They've, they've met a fair few times in this championship final. And it's, you know, it's going to be difficult to see who, which one is on top. But the Bears have that bit of momentum. Again, as you said, that's their under-15 team that was very unlucky to Ballon Colleague in that final. So they've, they're, they're going into this match, like, you know, expecting to bring that trophy back out to Toker. And the Wednesday night, two nights after, the games are also in Parker Ring, the second tier of the Premier yeah. 1 and Premier 2, the Challenge Cup finals. Challenge Cups. Um, the Ballancolly team you mentioned, obviously, are in it. They're playing against Bishopstown. They'll be two good games, and it's great that they're in Parker Ring, I think, for those players to get the chance well to I think it's there. Well, we, 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 we try, like Rebel Oak, try and, and, and do that for the finals. They try and get Parker Ring when they can because it's a it's sense of occasion for all those young players. And I can tell you, anyone who, t- who, who goes in on Wednesday night and sees the Challenge Cup finals, and they say, oh, sure, they're only, s- they're only the second tier. That doesn't matter to those young players on the night. They are winning a county title, and that's it. And there's a cup there to be won. There's a cup there to be won, and they want to win it. And you get Ballincollig and Bishop's on in any final. You know you know you're going to get a... D- that's, that is rivalry there, so they're, no, they're going to certainly be... A and that game was a draw in the group stages. Exactly. So it's very so hard to call that one. Ballincollig yeah. beat Beira, Bishop's on beat Nemo, so... And, you know, and, be, and before that, you've got Killa and, and Nick St. Nicholas in, in, in the other one. Like that, that's a very, very good St. Nick's team, you know, that, are, that have been uh, at Premier 2 level a team that they put a bit of work into and they've got a good under of kind of 15 team coming behind them as well so I know they were a bit unlucky this year a, a, in, in the Premier Junior but they've got good players coming behind so maybe in a couple of years time they'll, they'll be, be looking to bring some of these lads for, for their like that, adult you know? team of course they will yeah. and I suppose St Nick they might be doing in Premier Junior they have a rich tradition in football absolutely no mistake like about yeah. it. we always think about the Glen but St yeah. Nick's they've won senior counties they've yeah. produced players that have played for Cork at the top level and they, they'll be keeping an eye on a few fellas that are playing in these teams that under 15 team and that are that are coming through and I said that this minor team they'll, they'll be earmarking a few of them to in the next few, next few years to, to drive the, the club on like. so there could be two very very good and games and Killa being in the final is a great reflection we've said it previously yeah. on the podcast over the last few weeks Killa fielding you know four adult hurling teams at the moment but for them to be in football they had been playing Premier 1 minor f- or under 15 football yeah. with that killer teams. I, I saw them play a few times. Serious going as well for an area that's not a football stronghold. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's great to see them there. Like, you know, and I guarantee they'll bring a crowd on the night. They'll have their supporters there. So there should be a good crowd in there for that game. And anytime, as I said, you've been a colleague, Bishop's on, you're going to get people in to see that game as well too. So it should be two great games. Looking forward to both finals. Thanks very much to Rory Noonan for joining us today on the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. You can find us every Tuesday on echolive.e forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.
Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie, our in-branch at Holly Hill and Toker.